Turning to sports. With Jake Wimberly on the afternoon drive. One of the last pure pleasures I have left in my life. Yeah, maybe you ought to get a life first, okay? On ESPN 105.9 The Zone and online at thezone1059.com. Taking you home on a Monday. Presented to you by Ameristar Casino. Get out and play today. Get the bet builder. You can still play all the futures. And, of course, get in on week zero. And you can get in on week one. Chris Landry, always kind enough to give us some time on a Monday, 4 to 4.30. Make sure to get get all of his work at LandryFootball.com. That's college, NFL, inside the lines, outside the lines, consulting work, all kinds of good stuff. All right, Chris, um, for whatever reason, Mike Norvell, it has not worked for him either at Florida State. And you look at where... Jimbo Fisher was when he left that program and you know you get to the next guy didn't work for him Norvell hasn't worked for him up to this point I mean he's going to be it's all eyes on Norvell against LSU coming up next weekend what does that look like for them does he need to do and why has it been so hard for Florida State because we've seen pockets where Alabama has struggled where Ohio State has struggled USC powers that be don't necessarily always live at the tip top so to speak Florida State has uh, taken that dive since Jimbo Fisher walked out the door can Mike Dorrell, is he the guy to bring them back up into the mix in the ACC? I think it's a lesson, first of all, for anybody that believes that because they've had success on the field and they don't keep up with the modern <clears throat> modern world of college football, financially, fundraising-wise, how far you can slip. So let's go back to Florida State. And you know, every anybody listening that is of age knows – what a great program under Coach Bowden. But what has happened, and it started to happen with Jimbo Fisher, to have some problems with the administration because he says, look, if we're going to be like an SEC team, if we're going to look like Clemson on Saturday, we need to raise money and have facilities that are like that. Well, they're just starting to get around to it. Well, they've improved their fundraising. Guess what? Clemson has got years and years of a head start. I mean, it's just so they've fallen so far behind that you're climbing and you're climbing and you're climbing and people will say things like, well, you know, Mike Norvell, Mike is a good coach, did a good job at Memphis. I get I get this, Jake, from, from Florida State fans. Hey, we go get the Memphis job, and I hate to break it to you, Florida State fans, that's where you are. You're not going to get a big-time coach. Mark Stoops, they asked to speak to Mark. Mark Stoops says, I got better facilities in a bet Kentucky. Period. And they didn't like that. And Ronald, after that, <laughs> if he'd have changed his mind, they, I mean, so that's the point. So the point of this is look, it's nothing against Mike. He's did a good job at Memphis. He's a good coach, but he's in a different type of job. They, they don't look like, and when you bring kids on campus there, and he recruits pretty well, it doesn't look like the elite programs. It doesn't. And that's where they've fallen behind. And so now it's like, well, who are they going to go get? Well, you know, if they want to make a splash and hire one of their own in Dion, well, he can market him to death, and maybe that's what they'll do. I don't know, but, you know, you can't go get an elite coach now. And that's what happens when you let a program slip. And Florida State was an elite program for such a long time. 
it's until so you say, well, Mike hadn't done it again. Well, he hasn't done that good. But then, again, you're not going to go get a big-time Power 5 coach that's going to say, I'm leaving for that. Willie Taggart did. That was home for him, and it wasn't a good choice. And Oregon was glad to get rid of him and dump him. So they made a mistake there. He set the program back in terms of discipline and problems. So on the field and discipline-wise, that was more Taggart, and then Mike just had to rebuild from that. But that's why Jimbo Fisher said, I'm going A&M. They got money, they know how, and I can build something there. Can't do it here. Well, he won a title there at Florida State. He did. But to compete with Clemson, and we're doing it with a fraction of the budget, the fraction of the facilities, can't do it. And that's why Florida State's fallen back, and that's why they can't maybe attract that elite guy. We'll, we'll kind of see how it plays out, but that's how I view it, where they've gone. It's interesting to hear you say that, and I I did not know that their facilities were that far behind, and I would dare say that a lot of people didn't because I can I'm old enough to remember, you know, Jackie Sherrill and Mississippi State playing Clemson in the Peach Bowl in 1999, and both teams were you know State had a nice year then, but that was under the Tommy Bowden years at Clemson. Um, you know, they were a six and six program, but just in 20 years, and that's a long time, but it's really kind of a short time that Clemson has dwarfed, and I think on the field it shows it. Florida State, a, a team like you said under Bobby Bowden, that was such a you know a, a power for so many decades that that Florida State has sloughed and let this whole thing slip out of their hands over the course of just two decades. Look, it can happen. Look, and, and I'm going to take folks back a good bit when I was on when I was coaching at LSU, and this was back when it was a ten team SEC. I promise you, we had the worst facilities. I'm not talking about Tiger Stadium, which is great. We had the worst facilities in the SEC. The Mississippi schools had better. Vanderbilt had better. And, and the attitude was, yeah, you know, we won three out of five SEC titles at that time. We did with the facilities we had. It's changing. It's changing. And then everybody had better facilities, and it got better and better. And it wasn't until Nick Saban got there. And Arnold did a few things facility-wise. But God love him. He was a good friend. God rest his soul. Joe Dean was about saving a nickel any way he could. I mean, you know, he, he you know, he did, he'd swallow, um, you, you know, a quarter and, and two dimes would come out. I mean, he just, he was just so tight. Well, he had to realize that, you know, things are changing. The landscape is changing. Well, Nick Saban came in and, and knowing Nick, working with Nick, one of the things he said, well, bad, said, facilities are not good. And so, Look at all the players from the state of Louisiana that leave and go to other schools, and it's mainly because facilities don't look the same. It doesn't look like the same level of commitment. So he met and interviewed with Mark Emmert, the chancellor at LSU at the time, now outgoing NCAA president, said, I need a football operations center. I need a new housing for a center because Broussard Hall was a dump, and we need a new academic center. And Mark Emmert said, done, done, and done. We'll do it. Mark Emmert was a great, he was from the political realm and great at fundraising and all of that. And so LSU is now in the big boy element. So when people look at LSU nationally and say, man, hey, they're a power, they're a power. Well, LSU has been really good for a long time, but everything has changed. Everybody has really good facilities. It's one of the reasons why Nebraska has slipped. Nebraska had the best facilities when nobody had facilities. And that's what made them special. And you weren't on TV a lot when Nebraska was always on TV when they played Oklahoma. Now, if you're a kid from Texas or California or anywhere, TCU's got 
you know, just as good. Of, they got good facilities, too, just like at Nebraska. So Nebraska's advantage has been lost because everybody's got good facilities. So if you're a place like Florida State, and you've got – they've got good facilities. Like I'm not saying they don't. It's just not even – it doesn't even touch a Clemson. It doesn't touch North Carolina. It, it You know, it's, it's completely different, and I think that's a big part of it. And it's – yeah, you go find the right coach that could do a better job. You can, but the right coach, you know, again, I'll use the example. You couldn't get Mark Stoops. You couldn't get Mark Stoops to leave Kentucky to go to Florida State. Well, what does that tell you? I mean, that, that tells you right there. Why? Because, you know, he was there under Jimbo when he saw the fight to get the fundraising done. Well, they fixed it, and they talk about, we'll fix it. We got it done now, and all of this. And Jimbo won a title without better persistence. Yes, it's changing, folks, every day. And so that's, that's what makes it more difficult. And if they make a change, it'll be interesting to see who they can get. That is, you know, hopefully they can do a little bit more to make that that program looked good and not in a tough spot. And I think maybe in some respects, a little bit in over his head. Let's end it up today. <clears throat> Excuse me with Brian Harson. We'll have to get some NFL next week. Of course, we'll be in a game week. Brian Harson, Auburn. We know that he's on the hot seat. He was very, you know, upfront, really kind of addressed the elephant in the room at SEC media days about his job and about everything going on there. Um, is there any way outside of maybe pulling an upset against Alabama um, or Georgia this year that Brian Harson is back next year? What does he need to do? Gonna have to. He, I don't know if he has to pull a complete Tommy Tuberville. Remember the uh, <laughs> right. the play the play gate. You know when uh, they took the plane, the the boosters did to attack the uh, Bowery Lauders plane. It's it's now Jimmy Rain that's got his hands in the mix. But um, you know that was that was it. Tommy Bowden went ahead. Of course he 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 won everything. I mean he won all the games. I don't know that that they are capable of doing that, but if they would have to have a great season. I mean, it would have to be really, really good because right now the expectations are low. They go out and win nine or 10, which I don't see that. I don't know that they, he's got to win nine or 10. I think it's tough. I think the same people, the, the same powerful people that were against them are probably going to want to run off the AD, Ellen Green, and Brian Arson. So I think that's still in play. Uh, the only thing he can do, is had that team play well, maybe pull some upsets, and be a lot better than anybody thought. And it's hard to put a number on it. And would that even save it? I don't know, but that's what he has to do to have a shot. That's the way I see it. And then maybe there's some pressure the other way to maybe say, hey, this guy's doing a good job, and we're seeing an upgrade. But but I just think talent level-wise, they're not on a level of Alabama, and they're not on a level of Georgia. That's stuff they expect, as you know, Jake, to beat those teams. And they played, look, I mean, how close were they to beating Alabama last year? And they probably don't have this stuff up in the offseason. So it's going to require some upsets. You've kind of alluded to it. But then it's also going to require them to, you know, win most of their games. And that's, that's going to be a challenge. Beat Penn State and maybe beat an LSU and Georgia or an Alabama and it's it's going to probably take a, maybe nine or ten wins. That's that's a tall order. He's Chris Landry. Find him on his website at LandryFootball.com. Also on Twitter at LandryFootball. Every every Monday, 4 to 4.30, right here on the Afternoon Drive. Chris, I always appreciate your time. Enjoy Week Zero this weekend. When we talk next week, it'll be game week. We'll be talking football. You bet. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Jake. Take Th- care. 